0: Welcome to the 1% Podcast. My name is Avi Wiswer, social media influencer and motivational speaker. Every week you hear an inspiring message. We hear from a person that is on their journey to success. With each episode, I hope that you can take something valuable with you, become 1% better in your life. Thank you for stopping by and let the growth begin. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the 1% Podcast. As always, I want to thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for showing support. Thank you guys for showing love on every single episode. I have a guest with me today, a very special guest. His name is Bobby. You guys may know him on Instagram for self-improvement, for any and everything advice, entrepreneurship, relationship, trying to better your life, trying to be a better overall version of yourself. Bobby, I want to thank you for coming on today. It, It means everything to me.
1: Dude, I'm honored to be here. I mean, 1% podcast, I literally have 1% tatted on my knuckles. So I feel like this podcast is meant to be, but stoked to be here. Stoked that we got to connect yesterday on the IG Live. And I could just tell from that conversation that I very much saw a younger version of myself in you. And uh, that doesn't mean, it doesn't have to mean anything to you or anyone that's listening. But to me, I could just see like a lot of the characteristics and traits of where I was when I was your age. So uh, much respect to you. And I think you're out, you're already headed on the right path. Whether you realize it or not,
0: thank you, bro. I kind of want to talk about that the the younger age. Um, I know obviously we we talked about a little bit on the podcast yesterday or on the uh i g live yesterday that it took you six years to finally make that breakthrough within your podcast and obviously content creation. Take me through the the younger version of Bobby in terms of like where he was, what was he trying to go after, who was he? And how did you get to where you are now? How did it come full circle and the evolution of Bobby where he has it, where he is at now?
1: Yeah, that's a loaded question, my man. I mean, to paint a picture, right, I'm 22. I graduate from uh, college from Bentley University outside the city of Boston. I have a college diploma in my back pocket, and I realized I don't want to just get a job. I didn't want to just work for some random company just to make a paycheck. I wanted to find something that I was passionate about and... I had no idea what my passion was. Like, I I really believed that by the time I graduated college that I have it all figured out. And to a certain extent, when I went into college, I thought it was like corporate America, drive a BMW, have a nice suit, the stereotypical, like paint the picture of what a business successful person in life looks like. That's what I wanted. And um, when I graduated through a couple of experiences and internships, I just realized it wasn't what I wanted to do. So I just went on this path of, wanting to figure out what in the world is my passion. And it started as just simply me starting a podcast. Uh, I was driving Uber full time to like pay the bills and keep the lights on. And when I started my first podcast, Purpose in the Youth, August 31st, 2016, it's so funny, man, because when I look back on that, like I wasn't thinking about the five-year, 10-year plan. I was just focused on, this is what we talked about yesterday. I was just focused on in the moment of like, what is it that I want to do, and what is what can I do in the next two or three months to like bring that vision to life? So yeah, maybe I had this like grand picture vision of like this big podcast, and uh, I was inspired by Lewis Howes and some other bigger podcasters. and I had some inspiration from them, but I was like, I just I'm gonna start this thing and kind of figure it out as I go. So I started a weekly podcast interviewing artists, DJs, entrepreneurs creative directors, vloggers, music video directors, like all these different people just trying to find my passion. And along the way, I figured out that my passion was doing exactly what it was, which is what I was doing, which is creating content and sharing my story, and my voice. And so ever since that moment, it's been this like evolution of one foot in front of the other, staying consistent, learning a lot of lessons along the way, hitting my head against the wall more times than I'd like to count. But truly, just being a hustler at heart and finding ways to keep the lights on. And that's kind of what you're hinting at, like you, we chatted about yesterday. And I think what you're kind of hinting at, even right with that question, is like you spend six years doing it. And I honestly didn't make really a dollar uh, along that way. I was just spending and investing every dollar I made into this passion, this, this career path. And along the way, it was there are moments when you, you want to quit. I'm, I mean, I'm not even at a place where I'm doing it full-time just yet, but that is to come. And I just keep controlling what I can control, which is showing up every day, doing my best. And uh, man, I'm 29 now. I was 22 when I started this ride. And it's been, uh, it's been crazy, man. I can, I can I, if I close my eyes, I can picture that date, that first day of that episode coming out. And that was like, that was the beginning chapter of like, it's, it's time to really like, go head down on yourself. And it was one of the best decisions I ever made.
0: What was some of the motivating factors that contributed to obviously six years, you know, just trying to be able to get the bills paid, the lights paid. What was the contributing factors, the motivating factors that, you know, made you realize, you know, I just need to keep going. I just need to, I just need it one more day, you know, just one more day. What were some of those motivating factors for you that just kept you on this journey and kept you, so diligent in this process?
1: Yeah, a couple of things. One is this idea to start a a podcast focused on passionate people and trying to interview people. The only reason I was able to even think about that was because I had really kids that I grew up with, not even kids I went to college with, kids that I grew up with in my city that were on that path. One was an artist, one was a fashion designer, one was shooting music videos. These guys were so early in their career, but like I saw them consistently showing up And I just saw that process and wanted to replicate it with starting this podcast. So I had the initial inspiration to start it with within reaching this arm distance uh, around me of the people that I could see were in that process. And I don't know if it was healthy or not, but what kept me going along the way was when I started the podcast, I created this healthy, maybe toxic pressure on my shoulders, maybe maybe inspired by Gary Vee, where I was like, I'm gonna do whatever it fucking takes to build this thing into what I want it to become. And I don't care about the numbers. I don't care about the analytics. I'm just gonna build this thing one day, one brick at a time. And if I wasn't enjoying the process along the way, if I wasn't meeting great people, if I wasn't excited about my creator journey, that I would have given up a long time ago. But all these different like check boxes that are crucial for anyone in finding something they're passionate about, which is like, you're excited to learn, you push to make progress, you study. Like I was hitting every box. The only box I wasn't hitting was monetizing. And I was like, okay, well, if there's 10 things that I need to check off to make sure this is like my purpose, my passion, I'm hitting nine out of the 10. So I'm gonna keep going. And I'm if anything, I'm gonna die trying to build this thing. So it really, it really was just created internally within me. Like I really do believe. And I think it's because I've seen it happen for friends around me. If you fully commit to doing X and finding a way to do it, you're going to, you're going to make it happen. Now there's this strong component of self-awareness, which is really important. I couldn't graduate and say, you know what? I'm going to become an NBA player. That's like some things I need to be honest with myself. Of like, okay, I'm 22 years young. Definitely not don't have the best jumper. I'm six, one, I'm going to need to be a point guard. I don't have ball handling skills. Like there's so many things that wouldn't line up for me to be that, uh, that NBA star. But I was self-aware when I was thinking about podcasting. I was like, you got to be a people's person. I love people. You need to be curious. I'm extremely curious. You need to have an interest in self-improvement. I am. I want to go head deep, like head deep into the stuff. So, a lot of it really was just having the people around me that were inspiring me to start, and then creating that pressure within me to say, "I'm gonna go all in on this, and I'm gonna find a way, and I won't ever just t- stop and turn around." Even though there were times I wanted to do that, I just continued to move forward, and I made pivots along the way, but I always progressed forward, and I didn't go back.
0: Wow. You, you touched on a little bit of um, you need to be realistic. And you hear that sometimes a lot when people are chasing their dreams. The You need to be realistic. And sometimes you hear about the facts of, oh, but you need to be delusional in your belief in delusional in your approach to understanding that it will get done, that you are going to accomplish it to somebody that's listening that may have that dream that to others may be deemed as oh like you need to be realistic in your approach how do you know if you're too realistic or you're too delusional in what you're trying to do
1: well i think i think delusion has to match action so i'm a big fan of uh charlie rocket he's a big social media guy you might have seen some of his content uh, i interviewed him in 2018 and one thing i took away from him and i was already doing this but like He preaches this idea of being like a delusional optimist. No matter what is happening in his life, he is like, I'm going to find the, I'm going to find the joy and happiness in every moment. And it doesn't matter what it is. He's always done that. I think that the same has been for me where like, I've just constantly, anytime I felt resistance or complained, I tried to flip it and go, what's the positive? Like how much worse could it, could it be for other people? Right. So like, why are you going to complain? So I have always been a believer that you need to believe in yourself before the world does. You need to be your biggest hype man and hype woman and if you can do that while also matching it with action, at some point you're going to catch your break. But if you do not put the action, you are never going to make progress. It, it kind of starts to dip our toes into this like idea of manifestation. Like manifestation is Kind, like delusional optimist is kind of like part of manifestation where you need to train your mind to think and see it before it happens. And it doesn't mean me and you just sitting here closing our eyes going, okay, we're going to manifest a million dollars. Like that, it's not just going to like happen overnight, but you're starting to wire your brain. Now, this is all my opinion. I have not done research on manifestations to so take everything, and say, everything I say with a grain of salt. But like, I think when you start to think about the person you want to become, you start to match your actions to what that person is. So you don't don't aspire to become a marathon runner. You be a marathon runner. And what does that mean? You train like a marathon runner. You eat like a marathon runner. You dress like a marathon runner. You stretch like a marathon runner. You be that person, even though you're not there just yet. You need to be that person today. So I think you need to be delusional when it comes to chasing dreams and becoming the person you want to be. And you need to think about what is that, who is that person, and how do I start becoming them today? And through that process of the action over a period of time, I don't want to say a long period of time, but over a period of time, you then start to take this this idea in your mind, and it starts to actually become your reality.
0: Mm. Yeah, we hear a lot about manifestation all the time, and I think the thing that gets misconstrued in the in the media and is kind of like false information that if you just believe it that it'll come true but there needs to be some type of affirmative action after that to progress in those dreams progress in the the goals that you're chasing it can't just be oh i think of i want to be a content creator but i'm not going to put in the work to be a content creator i'm not going to stay up long hours and continuously edit or focus on how can i better it how can this be more original how can i be more authentic how can i be better in this to create a better product and i think mm-hmm. that within the 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 manifestation realm we get we get that mixed up and i you you put it perfectly that it with without the action without just obviously belief but there needs to be a certain certain of delusional belief that understanding that you will get it done but you need to actually take those actions to actually get it done um, yeah. is 100% I agree with. Um, what I kind of want to figure out or or I kind of want to know from you is you post a lot of content that relates to habits, you know, very creating and forming very good habits. Was there a point in time in life that maybe your habits were kind of, I wouldn't say even keel or there to figure out, all right, this is what I'm a master in or understanding that this worked for me, that creating better habits worked for me. And here's my success. Mm -hmm. What kind of shifted your mindset and shifted your perspective that habits and being intentional with your time and how you're using it is going to create a better, um, product and and outlook.
1: Yeah, I, it's it's hard to pinpoint. I can pinpoint the time in my life, which was right when I graduated college. And I was like in the process of starting the podcast. I think it wasn't until I actually launched the first episode where like everything changed. Like I was putting the pressure on myself to put out a weekly podcast and I was not allowing anything or anyone to get in my way of doing that. And so by creating this internal pressure to put out a weekly podcast, uh, driving Uber full-time to pay the bills, I started to like get very routine and regimented in process. And at the time, intentional time that didn't even like, really crossed my mind. I was already in a place where I was being super mindful of the time that I was spending because the beauty of Uber is you can turn on the app on and off as much as you want. You can make money at 1 a.m. on a Monday, at 5 p.m. on a Friday. Like The power is in in my hands, literally in my hands. And so I started to get really intentional with like, if I'm not driving Uber, what am I doing? Because I need to now value out, like, is it worth grabbing lunch with this group of people? Because it's going to cost me $80 when I could have been driving for three hours and made $100. So in reality, me going to this brunch not only loses $80, but the opportunity cost of $100 is $180 swing, right? So I just started to be really mindful and I started to really start to build the habits. But I, I, I feel fortunate where like, High school is into wellness, not anywhere near to the level I am now. And then once I got to college, like you just have so much free time that like, I mean, every day I was in the gym with, with the boys, right. For <laughs> an hour or two hours. And that was just like, that was part of my routine, right. but it wasn't until really graduating and then having a full-time job, building a podcast, trying to learn time, trying to grow that I really started to implement routines, habits. In this whole idea of like intentional time.
0: What is, what is so important to you about wellness and, and mindfulness? What about it just is so it, that it, it, it seems like it makes you tick. Like it's something that you're extremely passionate it, what, what about. What about it is something that you're so passionate about?
1: I'm so fortunate and I can't think of, I can't give credit to any specific person. I think it's just been through the quest of like learning about self-improvement and trying to better myself. Let's let's talk about a parallel example, right? Okay. If you own a Lamborghini, you're gonna treat that thing extremely well. You're gonna get it caught, you're gonna get it waxed, you're gonna put the best gasoline in the car. If anybody spills in that car, you are gonna get it cleaned immediately. Like you're gonna treat that thing like it's your baby, right? Mm-hmm. Brand new car, it's fresh, it's clean. You wanna keep it that way. And when you do that, it operates at its highest level, right? You got, no disrespect, So say you got a, a 1995 Toyota Camry, I'm down, I'm I'm for it. This ain't no disrespect, all right? My, my sister's got that, and I love it. So you got the Toyota Camry, it's a little outdated, you don't wash it, you put in the, the cheapest gasoline, it runs all right. But there's a huge difference right here, right? The Lambo is operating at this high level, and this Toyota is just like getting by or whatever I've realized through personal experimentation that our bodies are the same way. If you want to be a high level individual, regardless of what your career goals are, you need to treat your body and mind like that. Like I really do believe that our bodies and our minds are the foundation of everything else in our life, our relationships, our career, our energy, our personal hobbies, right? If you're building a skyscraper, you need a solid foundation. If not, that thing is going to wobble and tumble and fall. So, that for me through experimenting has just shown me like, if I want to operate at my highest level, if I want to think clearly every day, if I want to have great energy, if I want to be in a, in a great mood, I need to make sure that my wellness and well being is aligned. And even the last six months that led to me cutting on alcohol and what has that done? It's allowed me to like step into a whole nother level of myself. And it was a right decision for me. doesn't mean it has to be for everyone. So I just think that I've become so aware of how much I appreciate my time that I want to wake up every day and feel my best self. So I can actually utilize every minute of the day. And that doesn't mean that every second I'm working, it just means that when work stops at six p.m., I shift gears and now it's time to relax and watch Netflix. But I'm there. I'm present. I have a lot of energy. So, to me, it's it's my number one priority. It's a non-negotiable. In the last three months, I can't even think of one day where, if the night before I committed to a workout that I skipped, like I don't miss workouts. Cheat the cheat meals sometimes kind of get. Blood. <laughs> Um, but I stay, I hold myself accountable to a high level to show up and do those things that I know are going to make me feel my best self.
0: As people that may be struggling with accountability, may struggle with being intentional with their time. What kind of advice would you give to them that maybe they could take with them, um, in this episode?
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, I literally not to plug myself up, but I built out a free four day video course for this, for this reason. And if you're hearing this and you, and you want it, please download it after you listen to this episode, because I think the hardest thing is, is actually putting into action or coming up with a plan. And so I ended up creating something to help people, which it's called maximize your minute. It's a four day video course. But what I think the biggest thing is you have to one, become aware of what is it that you want to do Two, you need to build a routine. So, you know, where to be and when and make it habitual and then thirdly, you need to create boundaries that stop you from doing those things that you know are good for yourself. So I think that those three steps can help you consistently show up to like habits, routines, things that you know are good for yourself. And then on the on the other side is like intentional time just is all about what are you and what and just look at if, whenever you're hearing this, look at your life in the last 24 hours how many things and tasks were you excited about and how many things were you not excited about? Now, disregard if you're working a job and you don't love it. I get it, You got to pay the bills, but outside of working that dinner, that event, that birthday uh, party that you went to, were you happy to be there or did you just do it to please other people? So I'm big on intentional time of like, how are you actually spending your time? And are you excited about it? And if you're not, you need to remove the people, events, experiences, opportunities that are just not in alignment with you. So you can create more space and time for things that you do value.
0: Mm. That's a big one. That's a big one. We, we, I think we, we stay in circumstances, situations, whatever it may be that may no longer serve us or that we may not be in alignment with anymore. And I think detaching and, and kind of leaving those situations or, those environments can be extremely difficult because it's what you're used to, or maybe what you're attached to, and yeah. kind of removing yourself from those things will, you'll be able to see the good and the bad. You know, yeah. obviously, if it was a good situation, you can say, you know what, maybe it just wasn't meant to, maybe it wasn't meant to happen, maybe it wasn't supposed to be this way. But obviously, when you're taking a step back, you can see, oh, maybe it actually wasn't so good. Maybe it was hindering me from my growth and kind of holding me back from reaching the potential or the doors that I wanted to be open because I, I sometimes believe that there are certain things that can happen in our life, certain events, um, friends, people that we meet or whatever it may be that can hold us back from those blessings and from receiving that. And that's the only thing. You could have every check, uh, check mark boxed. You can have everything in a line, you know, and that can be the only thing. You could be mm-hmm. doing the right things, but it's just a certain situation, um, living situation. What you're doing with, with even within work, I feel like sometimes when you're working a job, maybe you're not supposed to in school. Maybe you, when you feel as if it's not aligned for you and you could go out and create and do all of these things. And I think sometimes that that is the the action that we need to take. We need to cut it off. We need to cut it loose so we can now attract and radiate all the energy, the the positivity, the love, the opportunities that we can now seek. And yeah into the world
1: in the in those moments it's really hard to do it that first time but once you get through it it is so much easier to do because you you see the other side of what boundaries will bring into your life which is freedom which is not allowing yourself to be in places where your energy is getting sucked it it will give you the green light to just for the rest of your life not allow yourself to put yourself in situations you don't want to be in you have to close doors to open space for new doors to open. And by habitually following the same routines, hanging out with the same people that you know are just not good for you, it's you're never going to get the opportunity to meet new people. And that's where it's that shift of like if I'm in if I'm in that scenario where I'm not excited about the people I'm around to stop hanging out with them means you need to be alone, which is scary because everyone seeks off community. But I would change the perspective and go, I don't need to be alone. I need solitude time. I need time to spend by myself where I can learn, grow, get aligned with like, what community am I trying to build? Where are those people in my area? So I have a lot of empathy for people that struggle to do that because it's not an easy process. For me, that process was once I moved to California, I knew this was like a clean slate. And when I moved out here in 2017, I was like, listen, this is a new era for me. I don't know more than five people that live in LA. So from this moment moving forward, I'm only going to allow myself to align myself with people that inspire me, motivate me that are on their own path of greatness. And through even five years of living out here, I've had to hit the reset button a couple of times because it's just your goals and alignments change. And so does your community or people change. Right? So I think it's this constant Process of just asking yourself, are you in alignment with the people you're around? Or are you in alignment with the events and experiences that you're saying yes to?
0: Mm, That was going to be my next question. How would you know, or how would you be able to tell if the people that you're hanging around with or being around, how would you know if they're not really in alignment for you? But you kind of are,
1: you know, it's in your gut. Yeah. You just know there's like this hesitation, like when they hit you up, you're like, I don't know if I really want, like, if there's like any doubt there's probably a good chance they're not the right people for you
0: mm-hmm.
1: or just at like look at it from a from a black and white lens where like it's very easy when you're involved your emotions get very like intermixed but like think about the conversations you have with these people think about how they talk about you think about the questions they ask you are they getting to know you and support you or are they just like surface level combos and you're just somebody that they party with? You remove alcohol from friendships and you're gonna really see mm. who your true friends are and who are those that purely are just there to rage. And I respect it. I've been through that part of my life where I was I just knew a lot of people because we party together. And then when I stopped drinking and partying, they all disappeared from my life. And I was like, wow, this is a hard reality but i'm glad i figured this out now rather than later
0: i think that that in a world of instant gratification in a world of where we look for the next thing that we feel is going to fulfill us and create this inner happiness that we may be trying to cover up this void i i think that a lot of the times it, it it goes to show how much the the social norm of alcohol drugs you know Involving yourself in meaningless relationships in, in when I say relationships, obviously, you know, we, we can understand what, what, what point we're trying to make with that. But once you cut that out and once you re I feel like once you realize that these things will not, there's nothing good that comes from these things. There's nothing that's beneficial from doing these things every week and every two weeks, obviously, you know, if there's a social setting have at it you know if it's not something that you're doing often because we all need to have fun like life is supposed to be about fun and i think sometimes in in the narrative within social media now it says oh go like go live your best life like whatever the best life means to you in terms of and when i hear that term best life i think of those things drugs alcohol uh, meaningless relationships and, and things of that nature when it doesn't create any fulfillment, it just creates a deeper void for ourselves. And we don't ever get to understand who we actually are as people.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. I I never really thought about that, but I do feel you on like, go live your best life is kind of like an excuse to just like put pause on asking yourself the deep questions and just go like be weekend warriors and rage all weekend and forget about it during the week or, or forget about the week and do it all over again. So, yeah, I hear you. um, I think even when I just hear, "Go live your best life," I think at a high level, it can be misinterpreted for exactly what we just said, like mm-hmm. go rage, go like ignore the things that are really important in life. But I would challenge people to flip it and let your best life be actually the thing you actually want to do, like start the podcast launch, launch the baking channel, like just do the damn thing that you know, deep down inside you want to do. And don't really worry about having a perfect plan or don't really care what people's opinions are. And just trust that no matter where it takes you, you're going to end up in a better position than had you not. But that's to me, when I hear go live, like go be, go live your best life is like, truly go do the shit you really want to do.
0: Absolutely. I I agree with that 100%. This I want to be able to know, this could be a little bit of a deep question, but I want to know what is the, what was the dark side of, or is the dark side of Bobby? What is something that people may not see on social media that maybe it was something you were dealing with in a point in time in your life that was extremely hard for you, that maybe you kind of had to get yourself out of or something that was holding you back? What is something that you went through on a, on a personal journey that now that you've overcome it, you see everything clear to the extent that you want to see?
1: Yeah. I mean, there's a couple things that come to mind. Uh, something more recent that I'm not necessarily ready to talk about, um, but I will at some point. Um, but something we ta- chatted about before we jumped onto this was like the thousand days of celibacy. Mm-hmm. And that was a journey of me graduating college, heart broke uh, a few months before starting the podcast, telling myself, I'm just going to go all in. I can't control how somebody feels about me. She, she didn't want anything to do with me. And it was heartbreaking at the time. Right. Um, and it took me a while to get over that. And through that process, I was like, I'm just going to like go all in on myself. And that ends up leading to like literally a thousand days of celibacy, which I wasn't counting intentionally. I wasn't, I didn't even know what celibacy was until after like my journey of a thousand days had ended. Yeah. And um, I think in the moment, like I was kind of telling you not to repeat myself, but for people that clearly didn't hear that conversation, like I was really judgmental about myself during that time. Like, like, am I not valuable because women aren't attracted to me? What is it about me? Is my looks like I'm over here trying to like change the world and nobody gives a shit. Like, why, 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 blah, blah, blah. And in reality, looking back on it, it's like the reason I wasn't getting any attraction was because I wasn't reciprocating the energy. I wasn't putting myself in positions to meet women. And therefore, like, what did I expect? Like the woman of my dreams are still like come in my Uber. Like maybe that happened a few times, but like <laughs> it like it's just like, I, I wasn't looking at it once again, black and white. You're You're disappointed with your dating life but yet you aren't even putting any effort or energy into dating. So similar to the manifestation question, like I want to make a million dollars, but I'm not doing shit to make it happen. So I think that's like one thing that was like really in the, like there were some like dark mental conversations. And even in that era of my life was like, and it's so much about what I'm pushing today. Like everything that I'm posting today is literally for that version of myself from 2016 to 2019, which was like, burnt out, neglecting a lot of areas of his life, um, working in LA, not even living in LA. Like I lived here, but I felt like all I did was work out here. Um, it was really tough, man. It wasn't, uh, yeah, it wasn't fun, but I I even like even fast forward to like moments like today where like I have these mental moments where I'm like, I'm really trying to build this into a business. I don't do it full time yet. And like, that's a daily, not a daily battle, but today I kind of slipped mentally for like an hour or two and I don't really do that. I think because I'm such a delusional optimist, most days and not. I'm really like forward thinking, excited, positive, but there's even like a two hour window where I'm like, fuck, like, Seven years in, I still can't get this shit to turn over into like the business aspect yet. So I know it will. I know it's 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 really a matter of time. And I know I'm I'm hitting the stride this year. Um but I think we're all human. And uh I try to I try to share as much of like the real life shit as possible without coming off of somebody that's complaining or or somebody that is uh not grateful for the life that he's living.
0: What do you think, please? I want to ask you this and one more question. What do you think, how can somebody be more gra- grateful or how can they show more gratitude in, in their life? Obviously, it's so hard when when things aren't going our way, when situations aren't going our way, when life isn't going our way. We we often look at, oh, like it, it could always be worse. But I think really telling ourselves that or really neglecting that idea that we actually are grateful for what we have is very, very underlooked. And it's something that we, you know, as people we don't we don't look at what we actually have until it's not here or until we life kicks us so deep that we actually realize it so how yeah. do you think people find that 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 gratitude in in life and what they've achieved or accomplished
1: well similar to meditation the reason i got into meditation in 2016 was because i was listening to all these podcasts with people that i was inspired by and regardless of the industry of what they did They all had this common thing that they meditated. So I'm like, okay, well, if nine out of 10 successful people that I'm inspired by are doing this meditation shit, I got to try it. And I did it in similar with gratitude. I had heard people talking about it and preaching it that I was like, why is this so like, why are all these people doing it? Like, I need to practice it too, whether that's like a gratitude journal or That's every morning me waking up and when I two feet hit the ground, I say three things I'm grateful for each day, or that's me doing the research and looking up like how having a gratitude practice actually completely shifts your energy, your mindset, your mood. So I think it can be as simple as like, if you're, if you want to get started, like taking a moment each day, writing down three things you're grateful for. And challenge yourself each day to write something completely different. I also would recommend a book called The Daily Stoic by Ryan Holiday. It's a one-page, one-page uh, a day that you read. And it just, it's not necessarily gratitude, but it just shifts your mindset and leads you to be more grateful. Um, I mean, to the point where literally in 2019, I got the word gratitude tatted on my thumb mm-hmm. as like a constant reminder for, I'm right-handed. So everything that I do is with my right hand and I see the word. So it's, uh, it, it, it goes back to what I was just saying before you asked the question, like I'm having this two hour window, I'm checking myself. I'm like, fuck dude. Like I'm not the business yet. Like I'm getting all up in my head. And then I'm like, hold on a second. You work remote. You're going to a doctor's appointment right now in the middle of the day in sweatpants and sandals. You pretty much to a certain extent can travel anywhere in the world right now if you wanted to while working remote like there's all these this lifestyle that i've 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 created for myself like when I was driving Uber, if you told me this is the life that I was gonna have, I'd be like, no fucking way like yeah. sign me up, right so constantly thinking about where I was to where I am now, that makes me appreciate this moment a lot more
0: man i I wouldn't even know what what that feels like you know, just coming from. A, a whole different space um, and just seeing the life before and seeing the life after. I could only imagine how just putting yourself in that position or putting yourself in that kind of mind state could be able to just, man, I've, I've came so far. Um, is it
1: unlocked, but you can, um, challenging you is you can access that same thing right now. If you, if you commit to truly like reminding yourself, like, I know you're balancing school, you're balancing all the content, but like, if you just take a moment when you're slipping and you go, wait a second, where was I two years ago when I was starting this podcast? Like, like the way you're running this episode right now, I'm seeing and hearing experience. But if I went back and listened to your episode one, I'm sure it was solid, but it wasn't what you're it wasn't the way you are just kind of like smoothly navigating this conversation. So it is easy to get caught up in the day to day and where you're trying to go. But if you take the time to look back at where you started, even as a content creator to where you are now. You have leveled yourself up. And if you can learn how to have gratitude for that growth, it is only gonna help propel you even further moving forward.
0: Wow. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um, I mean, I've only started the the podcast in th- this past June, but I, I appreciate you uh, you know, giving me those words of encouragement. And um it, it I think the the affirmations um from obviously I try to give it to myself and I think that's something that I need to become better with is giving that that love and that feedback to myself and letting myself know it okay know it's okay. And obviously hearing it from other people is um it always makes me, you know, feel good and lets me know, keeps me on the right track to continue this journey. And this is exactly what I do it for, you know, the the connection, the conversation, the, the wisdom, the knowledge that I could be able to gain and just being able to share it with other people is something that motivates me every day. The last question I want to be able to ask you is what is something that is that you want to become 1% better with this year?
1: Mm, Great
0: question.
1: The thing that comes immediately to mind and we've chatted about it already, but it, it was like very intentional going into this new year was getting even better with intentional time. I was, I've already been on the journey, my man, for the last six, seven years of like getting really dialed into my time. But I challenged myself even going to this new year, I was like, there are still opportunities and things that you say yes to, and you're doing it from a place of just purely to people, please. And since the start of the new year, I really can't think of a moment where I was like, I was disappointed that I said yes to something, disappointed in being there, disappointed after the fact, like that is something that I know has a domino effect across the board in my life. And it's something that I'm I'm holding myself accountable every single day. Like when I wake up this morning and I look at what's on my to-do list and the, the things that are on my schedule, there's only so much hours in a day. I only allocate eight hours a day for working purposes and everything else is for wellness, well-being, friendships, community, dating, whatever that looks like but there's only this eight hour window where I can actually like move the ball down the field with my career. And I can look back at today and go up until this conversation, everything I'm happy was on the calendar, extremely excited about doing this podcast. And there's one other thing I have after this call and I'll be happy for that. And I'll be happy that I did that as well. So it's like, as long as I continue to push myself to be extremely intentional with my time, all of these areas of my life are going to move forward and I will, without a doubt, be in a better position. I'm going to be where I want to be just yet in these different boxes. But it what helps me sleep at night is knowing that like that, that day I spent my time wisely and on things that I actually give a shit about instead of people pleasing and doing things for others where I dread it, regret it. <clears throat> and it ultimately just makes me feel disappointed in myself. So intentional time. That's my answer.
0: That's uh, phenomenal. And I can resonate with that message so much. Um, I, there, There's there been points in my time in my life. um, And even trying to work through that now is people pleasing, trying to appease others, trying to make everybody happy or not be seen as the bad guy in every situation. But I think it's it's inevitable uh, to an extent where we can't please everybody. We're not going to be liked by everybody. We're not going to make the, the right decisions. And people may not agree with the decisions or the things that we say or whatever. And being okay with how people view it, how people perceive it, and how people take it is something that really is in our in our control. We could do it with the the genuineness of our heart and you know make it come out to a point or do things with good intentions, but we're not obligated to do everything. We're not obligated to talk to every person. We're not obligated to attend every event. We have things and, and if we're burnt out, then we just don't want to go to it, then we have that option to do so. And I think continuously telling ourselves and that whole message, man, I, I really do resonate with that. And um, I appreciate you sharing that because it, it, it lets me know that I'm not the only person that has dealt with this problem or de- is dealing with the problem that other people are dealing with the same problem as well.
1: Mm. Well, remember <clears throat> when we hear the word problem, we immediately think that there's this like solution and that it's like done, it's gone forever. <clears throat> yeah. But when it comes to like this intentional time, this is a constant work in progress. This is a card that I will be playing every single day for the rest of my life. So when you look at it from that perspective, it makes it much more easier to fall through on it because you realize it is not a one moment decision. It is a every single moment decision moving forward that allows me to be at peace knowing that my time is being spent. Well,
0: man, this was a phenomenal episode. I, I, grateful for you even taking the time out to as a as a smaller podcast to just even come out here and show love and uh, just have this conversation with me is something that I will remember for the rest of my life and um, I really want to say thank you I'm extremely grateful that you came out where can the people find you on uh, your social media
1: yeah Let me first just say this, man, it's not about the size or downloads or how many episodes in somebody is on a podcast. If we're just talking about jumping on people's shows, it's always about the intention. And that was very clear to me that like your intent was there. And that was the reason I wanted to do it. So keep that intention in front of you because it will get more people to say yes. Um, people can find me at Bob, a B O three B's four A's and a Y Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, you name it, they can find me there and they can find uh, everything else that I have going on uh, within the links on any of the socials.
0: Like I said, I want to thank you again for coming on. Everybody that's listening, thank you guys for tuning in.
1: But if you're hearing this, I do have one favor to ask and you actually have to fall through and do it because you're still listening, which means you 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 are you are a, a, a listener of this podcast and you appreciate it. Whether you're listening on Apple, iTunes or you're on Spotify, you need to leave this man a review. Go leave the five stars, leave a one sentence or one word review, but do it because it will take you all of 30 seconds. And the amount of time that goes in on the amount of time that gets invested into doing these episodes is a lot and you're not being charged to listen to this episode. So if you enjoyed this episode, do my man, Avi a favor and go leave a review. It will be greatly appreciated and will help him boost these downloads to the roof. That's it. Man,
0: I'm a, I'm going to cut that part out. I'm going to say thank you for everything. Thank everybody for listening. Um, This is the 1% podcast. I'm out.